what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Cohort Progression Podcast. Brought to City Rocks or Rock and Metal Thrive. Hey, guys, trust me on this. You've got an incredible, eye-opening, heart-opening, soul-opening episode ahead of you. But before I get into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. Yes, we're going crazy on those mosh pits again. We're going to concerts left and freaking right. And I got to make sure my fitness is up because, you know me, I jump in those mosh pits all the time. I want to make sure that I'm not tapping out during any of these shows. I want to make sure that I'm ready and raring to go. So I'm always in the gym doing cardio, lifting weights, making sure my fitness goals are reached. But what helps me do that? You know, different proteins, different BCAA recovery stuff, different pre-workouts. If you like creatine, if you do different multivitamins, you're going to need someone that helps you out then. Phoenix Fitness is the place to go for that where our listeners get 15% off content one 5% 5% off using the code MSOTD at checkout. Link is in the description of the podcast for all of you. So I want to thank Phoenix Sinus for that. And now on to our feature presentation. So I met the lead singer of this band when I got to go see Sleepwaker for the first time. So I got to buy Aaron his beer, you know, first rounds on me. And he introduced me to this guy named Adrian. Adrian's a band called Luca, a post-hardcore band. And... I could talk with Adrian and their drummer, Andy, from Luca. We talk about some funny stories. We go into the real mean and why they write so personal on their music. And then you just get to see the power that music has over all of us, where we just open up, the three of us do, with how much music really means to us and the power that it's had in order to make us the happiest people that we can possibly be, put us in the position that we are now, and really how music has helped us change our lives for what we want them to be. This is an incredible episode. Please stick with it the entire way because it is so incredible and amazing and powerful and passionate, especially when we get to that part. Are you guys ready? Because you should be. Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. On a recent episode with Aaron from the band Sleep Waker, I talked about the fact that I was going to go see them play live at a show in the you know middle of July. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go down there. Let's have a good time. So I got, I got down there, got to see Sleep Waker, got to pay up my debt to Aaron, a first round on me. And as we were hanging out at the bar, all of a sudden, one of these guys in the podcast time here with us, he comes up, starts talking to us. We just got to start talking, shooting the shit, you know? Find out he's in a band, in a post-hardcore band out of Chicago. I'm like, oh, you know, let's see some of your stuff. Let's listen to some of it. Yeah, I think it was like two days later we were contacting each other. Like, how could the hell can we set this up? But bing, bang, boom, they're here today. So please welcome Adrian and Andy from the band Luca out of Chicago, Illinois. So guys, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I think I think this is the first time I've had a band that I've met at a show on a podcast. Like, I met them before. Oh, I actually met him at the show before I've ever had him on there. So this is like totally new to me. However, the pandemic kind of put a big lag in that potential. But so this is fucking awesome. Like I got literally was like with Adrian. I literally saw you like a week and a half before we shot this. And now we're actually talking about your music. This is fucking nuts. This is nuts. It's kind of it's kind of crazy because it was literally like I just wanted to say I do a friend. And then he had another friend. We were just hanging out, shooting the shit. Next thing you know, we're, we're, we're here. It's pretty fucking cool. Hey, just kind of go with the flow and see what happens because you never you never know who the hell you're going to talk to. I mean, there's people I've never even knew I was going to talk to because when I I was um, 
right before we shot this, I was at Rockfest up in Kandat, Wisconsin for four days. And like the amount of people I end up like running into and talking to, I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, and just, just getting to meet people. Hell, I ran into Hiro the Hero randomly after getting a concussion and talked to him for a little bit <laughs> and somehow was cognizant enough to actually say words. Oh, heck yeah. How was, how was that, by That's the way? Cool. I'm, I'm sure it's kind of crazy. Like we all kind of forgot like how like you go to a show and then like eight of your friends are there and you're just like, oh, how's it going? Like, you know, like it's been a, it's been a minute, but that that's usually how it usually goes. You know, it was kind of weird because like the people I went with, I, I went with my buddy Chris and his wife, Allie, and I'd seen them the week beforehand. But then like the other five people that were there, the last time I saw them was we all went to go see a show at the rave here in Milwaukee in 2017. And it was 10 years as opening and Chevelle was the headliner. That was the oh, last no time I saw any of them. And now I'm like, I'm literally camping with you guys for four days and we're going to see all these bands. Like this is freaking awesome. Plus like the bands from the podcast, I actually got to meet in person and actually get to see them play live for, for the first time. It was pretty cool. Not going to lie. That's pretty chill. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was like getting back to like that whole entire family vibe. But the one thing I didn't like about it was they were very, very restrictive on moshing, even though we tried I did get a concussion for the 15 seconds that we got to match for bad omens before the uh, security guards kind of came in and like broke it up basically. But I'm like, fuck it. I've been waiting too long for shows. I am not leaving here. I'm staying here. I've been, I've been yeah. cooped up. I, yeah. I, deserve I deserve a little pushing and an and elbow throwing. Come on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, I, I need this. Cause he, hell, I mean, even when we were at that uh, sleep waker show, Adrian, like the, the pit, I like, I got hit right away. And I'm just like, I'm back, motherfuckers. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best punch to the face I've ever gotten in my entire life. I felt so alive. Yeah. Right, right. I, I got, I got real hyped and I, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna throw down. I'm, I'm gonna do it. And then afterwards I was like, that was sick. It was totally worth it. But Oh, my lumbar doesn't remember what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just got to get back into it, man. Honestly, it's it's something that's, you know, you got to get back into it, but it's going to yeah. take some time. For me, I'm just like, I wanted to make sure I was set so that when all of a sudden, after the great, the great concert tour announcement of 2021 happened, and every single week and every single day, it felt like I was buying another ticket to another show. I'm like, okay, I got to make sure that by the time this really happens, like I'm ready that I can make sure I actually don't, tap out during a show or during a festival like i'm done like no no, no. if i want to see a band and i've seen three right before them and it's going to be a crazy pit and i just got beat up in two straight ones i gotta be able to go for that third right you gotta yeah. keep the momentum going yeah, it's been like a year and a half <laughs> you gotta yeah. keep it going i guess gotta keep it going well guys there's always something i like to do to start out this podcast really and that is because i'm not sure how many of my listeners actually know who you are personally at least i'd like for you guys to get a chance for, for my listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So I always ask three very specific questions. The first two, man, these questions are easy as hell. If you All get right. these wrong, I'm going to probably ask if you have a concussion because that might be the only explanation. The third one does put you on the spot a little bit, but it is in the most fun way. And I will give you examples to kind of maybe jog your memories a bit to get the answer to that third one. So the first question is, what is your name? The second question is, when it comes to Luca, what do you guys do in the band? And the third one is, I want to know a little fun fact, a little fun, wacky, interesting story about yourself that will hopefully make me laugh hysterically, fall out of my chair, hit my head on the table, and possibly get concussion number nine. I have heard some that do that, and a couple examples, just so that gets you guys' memory going, is 
I've heard of one band where they took their lead singer, took a chloroform rag, knocked him out, dragged him to a beach in Florida, buried him halfway in the sand, and made it look like his legs got bitten off by a shark. One of my other favorites is a Holy band that was um, they were driving to a show, no place really stopped to go to the bathroom. So it was either I think it was one of the guitarists was up front and just went like a big Gatorade bottle just to relieve himself. Then threw the bottle out the window, not knowing that the back window was open. So the bottle comes back in, hits their drummer, and basically gives him a golden shower on the road. Oh, oh dear God! Or one of the All right, most right. Re- Andy, I think you already know where I'm going to go with with my story. Then yeah, say, I think I know where you're going with this story. <laughs> so I'll, give, I'll give Andy a little. I'll give Andy a little more time because I got one of that I recently just heard probably the episode right before you guys. Where it's a band that had they were doing a like a college gig and then they were hanging out at a frat party afterwards, only to hear this like blood curdling scream come out from one of the rooms to see their tour manager run out butt ass naked. And then a girl to run out butt ass naked, demanding she get paid because she was a prostitute. And then the pimp ran out butt ass naked, demanding they get paid because, well, let's just say that was Whoa. definitely an awkward situation. Holy shit! Whoa, Jesus! <laughs> yeah. So That's I crazy. hear some really, really crazy, wacky stuff. I also like to tell those stories to you guys, just so that you guys can get some laughs out of this as well. Be like, holy <laughs> shit! Maybe uh, if you guys got some, like, I'm not sure I should share this. Well, I, I can it be worse than any of those? <laughs> Shenanigans. Uh, it depends. I have some like <laughs> stories. Oh well, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it to a to a level. I don't think we're gonna get. We'll ever have anything like that. But Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you can go first. Um. Okay. I'm Adrian. I uh I cry into the microphone for the band. <laughs> And um, a story. Okay, so so we'll we'll throw it back 2018, right, Andy, on the second pick run. Yeah, um, where we played Fubar because I think you know where this is going. Yeah, I know. Um, so so for to preface it, I'll I'll give you a little context. We were on a run with our friends Pickwick Commons. Um, we went and got hot chicken in St. Louis right before we playing Fubar, which did not sit well with me. So I was already kind of suffering that day, and I was starting to get sick. Whatever show was great. Um, Fubar is a, a cool spot, um, which I think it's moved now to a different place across the street. Whatever, I'm sure you and some of your viewers are familiar. Um, and we're like saying goodbye, and I by the time you know you're doing your your goodbyes, and you know Midwest goodbyes can be long, and you you know after spending some time with people, like it's kind of it's kind of sad, you know, like you're like you spend like a week or so or, or two weeks with people, and you get a little sentimental, even the people that you know you're not going to see for a little bit. But either way, we're getting ready for a drive home, and I I I get I take the the spaceship. So it's like there's the front, you know, the 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 captain seat and the co-pilot, and then there's like a middle spot that like one or two people can lay down in on the floor. We have like blankets and stuff like that, and then we have our bench, and then there's like the back. It's kind of trunk. I was back there. I wanted to sleep. Right. I'm not feeling too great. And like in the, the twilight of the night. I, I got it's like what probably like like maybe 11 midnight at this point we're driving home and I'm like you know I'm watching like the the highway lights go by and and I see a water bottle and I'm like damn dude I'm so thirsty like I was in the bathroom all day like I'm dehydrated like I'm feeling so sick and I grab the water bottle and I take a big old swig of it and I swallow it too by the way but there's a moment of like clarity there. I'm I'm like half asleep, like I feel like shit, and um, I realize 
what do you think? It's it's Pete. It's it's fucking Pete, dude. I, I drank one of our I which I later which I by the way, I kept this a secret for like a year. I like didn't tell anyone. I didn't I didn't met, I don't know what brought it on that like allowed me to open up about it, but I know our guitarist Felipe was talking about uh someone was roasting someone because we left too many pee bottles in the van, as one does. You know, it happens. Yeah, I think I think Felipe mentioned or or somebody was roasting Felipe about like it was his in St. Louis, and then I was like, "Oh, guys, um, about that, um, yeah, I I uh, I drank a little bit of it. So. <laughs> yeah, that was such so, a funny day. So so if there's anything to like like gather from that is that I'm an idiot. Adrian, that is, I mean, I mentioned the the drive-by golden shower, basically, but it was a other uh, story, but you'd be surprised how many times I've heard pee stories on this podcast. You're just adding the lore of the pee, honestly. The lore, the lore, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> honestly, there's going to become a point in time where I'm going to have to go through every single one of these episodes and just piece together, like, Corporation just, Podcast, <laughs> the best of the pee stories. The 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 top, top watch mojo top ten p stories yeah the top ten p stories on watch mojo that's pretty fucking funny I, I think I need to be a a much larger size in terms of like podcasts like with audience and whatnot to potentially get a watch mojo ten best episodes ten best p stories from the court progression podcast because there's probably been at least like twelve or thirteen at this point at least. Oh my god! It's because all those band people are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, it sheds a we light. We are on gross ca- people. <laughs> it sheds a light on you know life as a band member, life on the road, because a lot of people don't fully understand what that's like due to the fact that you think about a lot of those bigger bands when they go on tour, like a lot of bands that people really like, and they go to see at arenas and whatnot, and they're driving around like these big old RVs, and big old van buses, and whatnot. And they don't have to worry about that because they have bathroom facilities available to them. But I then hear mo- those aren't great either, too. Like, I, I hear those kind of suck either way. But, yeah, but still, yeah, I mean, that's the reality. Even the best that you can get is still pretty bad objectively, you know? Yeah, it's not going to it's not gonna be like, you know, you're riding around like, you know, the Taj Mahal of motorhomes at the point where you've got like this full-on toilet that can actually take crap and has its own bidet or something like that. I mean, it's probably going to get clogged like five times on tour in like the span of like 15 days. Yeah, it's like, I, I I know, I remember watching a lot of those like van tours. It's like, there's like signs like on Warped Tour of like, don't, don't do it. Don't fucking just walk to the, to the place. Just walk and take your shit anywhere but here. Please, for the love of God, there are 15 <laughs> people on this bus. Please don't do, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And people still do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Corey Taylor literally made a whole fucking song based off of that for a solo yeah. album. Yeah, listen to the song "European Tour Bus Bathroom Song." It is You're all about God. that. <laughs> Jesus, I I am not lying, and it's and it's like in the song itself is full on like punk rock in in style. So it is, it is, it's wacky, it's ridiculous, it's funny, but it makes total sense. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. P- pretty much, but man, the peace stories on this podcast just keep coming and coming. All right, Andy, why do I feel like I'm going to get another one from you? Uh, I don't know. You're probably not going to get a peace story from me. Uh, but my name is Andy. Uh, I play drums in Luca. And as far as stories go, 
like I don't know, Agent Shay, tell the California story or no? For the love of God, don't. All right, don't. All right, <laughs> you Never have you, you you have some good ones besides. <laughs> yeah, besides that one. Um, well, there was one time we were on the on a tour of the West Coast, and uh, we were touring with this one band called Home Burial from our area, and we had a day off uh, to do some uh, hiking, like through the uh, mountains. Oh, I love this in story. Utah. And what happened was uh, we went there. It was St. George um, Park, like National Park in South Utah. And we just finished a show in Vegas. And we drove back uh, to Utah to just do this thing, because this is the thing we all talked about to do, like, before the tour and stuff like that. So we went there, and, like, we thought it was just going to be, like, a nice, quick little drive to this, like, little, like, reservoir in the middle of the desert, because there was, like, a waterfall and, like, a canyon and all that other type of stuff. No, it's impossible to get to. And we parked at, like, this bottom of this basin, because, like, we tried to, like, drive up this hill, but we couldn't do it, so we just parked at the bottom of this like hill and we all like hiked and we like think it was going to be like and maybe like 30 minutes because like paul the drummer of home burial who like knew where this place was like oh don't worry it's just it's just over here it's just over it's just over this hill over this hill just a stone's throw away yeah fucking right yeah Yeah. it was like it was it was a two and a half hour walk in like (laughs) the middle of the desert it was like flaming hot and none of us had any water we actually like found people who like we're driving back like and just like you guys don't have any water you guys are fucking idiots so they just like gave <laughs> us all their water we're still hiking we finally find the reservoir in like the middle of the desert and it was beautiful we went like uh cliff diving all the type of stuff like into the water uh one of our friends johnny who was with us like he took off all his clothes and jumped into the water naked and the entire time he's like filming like a mini documentary about it and he's just like bitching the entire time because he didn't want to do it and he's just like why why the fuck am i hiking through the goddamn desert when i can go to the like to the hotel and swim in the fucking pool <laughs> and like but anyway we've after all that said and done we we get finished like doing our thing which took about two hours but now the sun is completely gone down and we're like in the middle of the desert. There's no cities around us. So all you can, when you look up, all you see is like the stars and it's pretty amazing and beautiful. But mind you, half the camp is on acid and half the (laughs) camp is like drunk as well, or like stoned or whatever. We're all just fucked up on drugs basically. (laughs) And we're like walking through like pitch black, basically trying to remember where we were because there were like so many like different crosses. So we basically just were guessing this. And one of the other dudes was with us named Justin. Um, he was like, he was my, who was our merch guy at the time. He was like saying, okay, guys, just don't fall. Don't fall. Don't nobody don't fall. I swear to God, man, if you fall, like this is going to be crazy. And then like, he just kept saying, don't fall, don't fall. And then we're like, like Justin, shut the fuck up. Like we're never, none of us going to fall. You're all going to fall. And he falls and like <laughs> fucking twist his ankle. And he's like <laughs> screaming in agony. Like, oh, oh no, oh, get me out of here. We got to get an airlift out of here. Like he was freaking the fuck out. And was just like, dude, that's a really bad idea. We're all on drugs. We have drugs on us. This is not going to go down well. So we literally like had to like hobble him back to the car. It took us another two hours to get back to the car. Miracle of miracles. We found our way back and like ran into a bunch of coyotes, like on the trail and stuff like that. Like wondering if they're going to eat us or some shit. 
And then like, but anyway, we found our way back to the van and got the shittiest Del Taco I've ever had in my life after that. It was a horrible day and I just wanted some nice food. So we go to the only place that's open, Del Taco, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and we were just like, you know, fuck this. Let's just, let's just find, let's just go to a hotel and just crash and like side story to that fucking Justin. Oh my again, God. <laughs> like what happened was all of us went, cause we walked through a sandstorm to mention, we walked through a sandstorm on our way back too. So we're all covered in dust and dirt and shit. We're blowing like black shit out of our nose. And we all go take a shower naturally. Justin decided not to take a shower and he falls asleep in the bed and everybody else has their bed. I have to, I'm the one sitting sleeping next to him. And <laughs> I wake up in the morning and it's just like dirt all over me. And like, like he literally gets up off the bed. It's just like brown dust and like black shit all over the place. And it's like, you fucker. Like you couldn't have the decency to take a shower. You couldn't and he's just like, fucking shower, dude. All you had to do was take a shower. And he's just like, oh, I was tired. I just wanted to go to bed. I'm like, dude. It's like, dude, all you had to do was literally hose off and that was it. Yeah, literally. But like, yeah, it was just not a fun day. Like, it was a, it was nice, like, to... I never been cliff diving in a reservoir in the middle of the desert. And that was pretty cool. But the whole story getting to and from there was fucking awful. Oh, man, going cliff diving is fun. I, I did that shoot we did this i um in the middle of wisconsin this is like 2017 my friends like decided like oh let's go to uh hang out with this one guy that was one of our friends his whole entire family was doing this like camp trip so we went with them and they did this like tubing down the river kind of thing and like you know like kayaking rafting whatever it might be and we got to this one spot where there's like a 50 foot cliff and we just kind of stopped there we're like okay let's go jump in and whatnot yeah. and it got to a point where all of a sudden like it's all the, it's a bunch of like older people, like, you know, like, you know, not older, older, but like, you know, forties and fifties. Then there's a bunch of us like young, like, like lower, like, you know, younger twenties kind of age gets yeah. to the top of this cliff and everyone's looking down like, uh, should we jump in? All of a sudden I see my best friend just run off at butt ass naked, just going, woo. There's like 50 people that don't even know who he is. And he just runs off this cliff, butt ass naked. <laughs> <laughs> then, my, then one of my other buddies like literally follows along. He just goes right behind him, just goes in. Then there's me flying. Like I literally like flew down. I hear I've got like a pair of my buddy shorts in my hands. I'm flying down this cliff. Just like, well, he's got to get him at some point. So here we <laughs> right. Go. I, I, at some point you'll need them. Yeah. Like, maybe like, not some... now, but, but. No, and like I mean, on that river too, there was like absolutely no sort of like authority or anything like that. So honestly, we could have gone away with anything we wanted to. Like, I if I felt like it, I probably should have just like left his shit up there and been like, "Nah, man, <laughs> go get yourself." Nah, man, we're going back to camp, butt ass naked, <laughs> and just see what happens because we get because we have to sit on a bus and go back to like where we parked our car. Yeah, that would have been fun. Because all of a sudden, you just like everyone's sitting there, like, oh yeah, we had such a great time. And there's my friend just sitting there naked, just, yep. Why did I do that? That could have been funny, but you know what? I had to be nice. I had to jump down there with a pair of shorts in my hand because, well, someone had friend. to be nice. Because you're a friend. You're really good. Yeah. I'll say this a good friend would have done that. A really good friend would have been like, ha, screw you, man. You got to go get those yourself. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or just like throw them off the cliff. Like, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll catch just them. wear them. Just like, <laughs> these are mine now. <laughs> I totally should have done that. Now, that would have been fine. But that has, I haven't gotten clipped in like four years. So that, I, it's kind of like brought back a little like nostalgia thing here and that. But if anyone listening here, take two things away from Andy's story. One, 
when someone says it's like just 30 minutes away for a hike, don't trust them. Yeah, don't believe well, them. Go look it up. Go look it up. <laughs> yeah. And two, if you come back while well, after walking a sandstorm, please, for the love of God, take a shower or at the very worst, just hose off. Like get all yeah. that crap off of you because you don't want to end up like going to bed and then waking up and making it look like, you know, you have the like this outline of you on the bed. That's just yeah, it was like really an outline of them. <laughs> ridiculous it's like if he pulled up it's like well what happened to him death by sand yeah yeah looks like the shroud of turin <laughs> <laughs> nice but you know I, lo- I love hearing these crazy stories but the other thing i do want to talk about with you guys of course is your music as well due to the fact that when i first saw that uh you guys like post hardcore i'm like oh okay you know getting into some post hardcore stuff i want to hear you guys have then i started listening this like this isn't exactly what I was expecting when I heard post-hardcore, but then again, when I've been listening to post-hardcore, it doesn't go as heavy as you guys do. So I was, not going to lie, I was kind of thrown back by it, but in a good way, because I also do like the heavy shit. Yeah. Oh, we, we got you. the heavy. We got the heavy. It's just heavy that you yeah. can cry, dude. That's kind of, so like, emo, but like, heavy at the same time as yeah, well. Yeah, e- emo, but yeah. With, 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 with the Arthur Angry Fist. <laughs> Honestly, you guys could probably do that like as a tour poster, just like <laughs> the it's like the emo with anger. Just have the Arthur fist just hanging down there, but then have like put like a little like tattoo of like the little guy in the album cover. Welcome to Black Parade. I'm oh pretty... my goodness, that's <laughs> awesome. Or not only that, but like have it like like have the Arthur fist, but have like a glove on it, but with no like all the fingers. All, yeah, like, the fingerless gloves. The fingerless gloves. Oh yes, and then course, just have it say on there, "Emo's not dead." Yeah, emo's not. <laughs> I mean, That's it could awesome. go, it could go up, but like, yeah, just especially with you, Adrian, hearing your vocals on some of these tracks, like I was not expecting the full on unclean style vocals that you really went with on a good amount of these tracks. So I'm not gonna lie, like it did throw me back because when I think of post hardcore, that's not necessarily what I normally would think of. But then I started listening to the songs, like I want to dive deeper into some of them and I started listening to the, the instrumentals a little bit more. I'm like, I can see where that post hardcore feel comes in. But then when you bring in the vocals, just the heaviness and what you go with, I'm just like, oh shit, this is definitely something I'm a little bit more into than some of the other post hardcore stuff I've been listening to. So I kind of just like want to keep diving deeper and deeper into more of this shit. Hell yeah. I appreciate yeah. you checking it out, obviously, and, and, and listening to it. So um, when I, I'll, I'll go, say this go one. Ahead, sorry. When it comes down to like adding those unclean vocals in there, why is that such a heavy use in your music? Why do you go with that kind of a style primarily? Um, it's it's hard to like to articulate, especially because like we like we're we're like on our way to releasing some new music uh, this fall, and I would say that my vocals have also like I don't know, Andy, what do you think? Like I feel like they've changed like quite a lot. When I so sink or swim was like the first thing I've done with the band. And I was just coming off like being from like a deathcore band beforehand, but I like you know I ended up joining the band and wanted to find something that fit more of the sound and and honestly more of like what I wanted to do, and that was just kind of like the vo- the voice that I had the fucking screamo that I could do at the moment. Um, and then like as far as serving the music, like I I I as a band like we try to write like really like honest and like very like emotional music, you know. Like you were fucking emo, but like, uh, like we try to write it from like a real place and like talk about stuff that we relate to, and we're diving into that more when in the new music. And so, like, I think it just fits. 
Well, especially when it comes to unclean vocals as well. A lot of times when you listen to them in any sort of song, they really bring out different emotions that really interact within that kind of a harsher vocal style, whether it's something to deal with anger, like anxiety, depression, maybe some suicidal thoughts as well. Just something in there that just, you know, when you think about it in your mind, it's not smooth. It's not something that really helps out. It has this Mm -hmm. roughness attached to it. And when you listen to a lot of these, like, you know, a lot more like the post-hardcore songs with unclean vocals, metalcore songs, deathcore songs, and they really focus in on that. And they focus in on some of the darker side of life. The vocals really do primarily bring that out there. So if you guys are going to be writing honestly and you're going to be writing openly about what you can relate to, and if it's something that's going to be a little bit more on the darker side of life, then unclean vocals really do match up well with that. It's it's basically oh, yeah, taking totally. a look at oh, yeah, definitely. Basically look at what the subject matter of the song is. Oh shit, where'd you go? Oh no, Andy. Oh no. Come back. Oh no. Well well, he'll he'll yeah. rejoin. He'll, he'll he's rejoin. probably just messing with like something must have happened, but uh, what were you saying? Like, I wanted yeah. to let you keep going. Yeah. So basically, it's just kind of like if you guys are relating so much to the material and when it comes down to like bringing out some of those feelings, like maybe some anxiety, maybe some depression, maybe some anger, maybe some like feels of like, you know, revenge potentially. And you mm-hmm. use those unclean vocals, just the roughness behind it really brings out the power that adds to it so that you can really feel what's going on. And those lyrics have much more of an impact because. Honestly, I hear a lot of songs that are played, a lot of songs that are written that when people are talking about some of these things, but they only use like cleaner style vocals. It And you're, if you're talking about like some different things with anxiety, depression, clean vocals and unclean vocals give off two completely different emotions and vibes. When Definitely. it comes to clean vocals, it's like it kind of sounds more melancholy. When it comes up to unclean vocals, it sounds like it's more angry. So it sounds like it's a little bit more yeah. upfront and attack mode instead of more like curl up in a ball in the fetal position mode. Totally. Um, I, I guess like it's like especially like what, what you've listened to Sick or Swim, a, a lot of it comes from like a place of like kind of like desperation and like anxiety and depression. But I, I've, I've been like as I've been like reflecting on on that, because like the uh, the music that we're, we're having come out now as a follow up to that is kind of like taking those emotions and diving deeper into them. Um, and you'll actually hear some clean singing uh on on the newer stuff and you'll hear like you'll also hear like um just like different screams and like we have our uh like i'm not the only one who does vocals like sure i'm the fucking loser with the with the mic in front (laughs) but like uh like our our guitarist felipe does some backup vocals um our bassist does backup vocals on the batch of pre-pro we're doing now we're trying to get andy to maybe do something in the back for backup too like Mm. Um, uh, we're, we're, we'll see about that. It, it's uh, no, we have, like, uh, um, where it, it's more of something that our, our buddy, our buddy who helps like kind of uh work with us on our our music uh wants to do, and I'm I'm totally for it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I I guess like uh, I guess as like the the fucking screamo guy, like I I want to be able to like accurately convey my voice while also being like like not bad at what I do. I guess um so yeah you'll 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 hear you'll hear a variety of 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 sounds from from the mouth and the throat well again when when you're bringing in different styles of vocals whether clean unclean depending on pitch and tone as well you're going to always evoke different emotions you're going to bring forward different feelings that are going to relate to people's mindsets because when they think about those style of vocals they're going to think about different emotions that really attach on to them Plus, if you're going to get the other guys to do backing vocals as well, 
and depends on who might be doing it, whether it's sleeping, whether it's bases, whether it's Andy. It's even if it's clean versus unclean, whatever it might be, or unclean, unclean, clean, clean, whatever it might be. It's just hearing the different tones just from a different person's voice. Hearing that Definitely. comparison, that contrast yeah. can really pull out something completely different to where you could be doing like a song where you're talking about, I use depression as an example just because I know a lot of people talk about that, but it is a very prevalent topic. Say you're talking about it and it's kind of like if you have a, a, a one vocalist that's talking about full-on depression in terms of going through it and really having a rough time with it but then you have a backing vocalist and they're just kind of interjecting every now and again but like if the vocals are kind of drawn back to even more of like this like voice in the back of your head feel it's kind of like if you're trying to beat it but then depression is still kind of coming at you and coming for you because even though you're trying to beat it you're still not past it yet but you're getting to that point where all of a sudden like the backing vocals at the start might be a lot like more like much more audible much more prevalent in the song but as the song goes on like they kind of get less and less in terms of volume in terms of just prominence in that part of the song so it kind of seems sounds like that um that depression that that like voice in the back of your head that's preventing you from really trying to defeat it is becoming less and less because as time goes on it's kind of like with grief or anything like as time goes on it just doesn't become as impactful Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess like our particular dynamic, we just like having like different voices in it. Like I'm pretty like I don't know about like in the future, but like we have like three people for sure that are capable of like doing like screaming or singing and we want to utilize that. So we're going to use light and everyone kind of sounds different. Like we like to we like to joke that uh, Philippe, our guitarist, sounds like a dog. Like he just like barks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like there's there's one part in one of the the newer songs where like it sounds like he uh, like he does this scream while I end like a singing part, and it sounds like he's gonna cry, and it's so sick. Like yeah, I can't I like personally cannot pull off that part myself. Like it needs both of us to do it the way that it's supposed to be delivered. And like it, 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 you know, it is like one of those things um, about like this feeling of like I, it's just sad. Like it sounds sad. It sounds like someone's about to fucking cry, and that's like something that we want to be able to to uh, like convey. I, I I talk a lot about mental health in, in my lyrics, and um, I'm I'm blessed that uh, my bandmates let me let me uh, get on the mic and like talk about my personal traumas and, and like mental illness and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that, that is a, you're, you're kind of hitting in the nail ahead. It's like having those different dynamics to kind of convey different emotions is uh, it's, that, that's the move. That is the move. Yeah. And not only that, but like using Felipe's vocal sounds like that as well, where he can get those unclean vocals to make it sound like, you know, he's about to cry and then hearing yours as well. It kind of, you can maybe feel that Felipe went some, through something like that similar as well, where it's not going to be the exact same thing, but the emotion is going to be the same. So you get a different feeling of how he felt going through that. And it gets to relate to the song so that when you hear it, you're getting as a listener, a completely different perspective on two people going through kind of the same thing in a way. And even yeah, if like, totally. say, you know, Annie jumped into a song and kind of did the same thing, but with clean vocals, it could add like a completely different feel to it. But it could also accomplish the exact same thing. It's just in a completely different way. And when people would end up listening to those tracks, yeah, some people like might like one more than the other because when they look back and relate to it and connect with the emotion that's at the base of that song and say it's the emotional base is the exact same of those two songs and all of a sudden you have one backing vocals that also does unclean, but then the other one you have a backing vocals that does clean, 
Some people might relate to the unclean one more than the clean one and vice versa. But that's just because with how they relate to the lyrics and how they relate to the sound of the vocals at that point, maybe they went through something and maybe when they went through that core motion, it was something that was rougher. It was something that brought a lot more anger. So that's where they're going to have the unclean vocals are going to connect with that more. Or maybe it was something where when they went through it, they felt more of this sadness, more of this kind of like left behind feel that they just weren't fully there. And that's where a clean vocal would become more connective to them. So it's kind of a way of everyone's going to connect with things in a different way, but that core emotion is going to be the same. However, it's, it's, it's really cool with the fact that you could play with so many different things with so many different vocal sets given the fact that you have different guys that can do different things with their voices and you can allow each other to pull from their own personal experiences to really make sure these songs have the power behind them of genuineness that you're going for. Definitely. I think that's like our main thing is that we just do whatever we think is going to serve the song best. And I usually try to include the others in it because like, I think that sometimes like somebody else could do a part better than I can, or sometimes I just don't want to do it. Sometimes I'm just fucking lazy. I just want, (laughs) I want somebody else to do it. I just, I just want somebody to do it because I'm running out of breath. So, (laughs) um, but no, for real, like, yeah, it's just like whatever serves a song and whatever makes it like, uh, convey what it's supposed to like, you know, sometimes it involves all of us. Sometimes it doesn't. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Andy. No, I was saying like it's like the same thing with like the instruments and whatnot. Like if it serves the song the best, maybe not to have the guitar part be as busy as like maybe we originally played it. Maybe to like simplify it a little bit enough, mainly because that's what it sounds tightest and it will like serve the purpose of the song. And same thing with the drums or the bass or even vice versa. Like ah, this part's too simple. Gotta jazz it up a little bit. Um, it, everything work is always it- in the everything's all on the purpose for the making the song better. Yeah. We tried to really make it as a unit. Like we, I feel like we all highlight each other really well. I'm sniffing our own farts here, but like <laughs> that's, that that's like, that's just kind of like how I see it is that like, we're a unit and that like the song wouldn't be the song without it. If all of us didn't play our part. So, yeah. And then understanding is absolutely paramount as well due to the fact that you're able to take a look at these songs honestly and make sure that it comes out the best way possible because there has been music I've listened to over the past two years specifically because I've seen this happen a lot where it's like these songs, some of them are really, really good, but there's something that just gets me and it's usually vocal mix because sometimes it's like, okay, there's a guitar part over the vocals and it's just too loud or there's too much there where I'm truly like I'm truly trying to get into what the vocals are trying to portray but the guitar could be drying out the sound or the drums could be drying out the sound. It could be anything. Yeah. And it's just like understanding the fact that, okay, you know that when it comes down to the song, as you're building it, you know what you want to talk about and you know the emotions that you want to present because of how genuine they are. And when you're building the instrumentals around that as well to really make sure they maximize on it, you might have this idea that you want to go with and it could be the right idea, but you might have the wrong uh, volume on it. You might have the wrong prominence on it that's going to overtake the vocals or it might be something so far back where all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is cool, but it just, the vocals can overpower at that point so that you don't really get the full on flow of the emotion. Understand where that balance comes in and having the trust between your band members in order to make sure that when something like that happens, you can try out different things or to make sure that you get exactly what you want is something that not a lot of bands end up having over time. And the fact that you guys can have that, it just makes your music have the potential to be even greater and have that feeling of genuineness every step of the way. 
Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate but, that. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. But I, I feel like just with music in general, like whether it be like the lyrics and stuff like that, if you're not honest with like the emotion behind it, then it's, to me it's not like real, I guess is the word, you know? Like as far as like the emotions that you convey, like you have to like sing it from your heart than just like, you know, phone. Yeah, I, I People can that, read through that pretty quickly. I think that all of us, like, I mean, like you're, like you said, like you're, you're, you're repping Rise Against, you like Rise Against sort of like, um, or we're talking about like, you know, like heavy alternative music in, in general, or even like our homies in Sleepwaker. Like, it's, it, I feel like we're all attracted to music that like has this like genuine capacity or like, like it's better off being genuine. Like you could, you could write about like, I don't know, like stars and, and like, I, not that it isn't, genuine, but you know what I'm saying? Like you could write about something that maybe isn't and still make good music. And some, there is a place for that. But I think that it's especially like the three of us here that we're, we're talking about like alternative music. We're talking about heavy music, like that shit to me, like my favorite kind of stuff is the stuff that like, like gets me like, you know, uh, and right in the fields and then right in like to a place that I can uh, empathize with or, you know. No, I totally understand what you're getting, because I think about like the bands I love to listen to. And really, there's only one that I would say doesn't really write things from like that genuine emotional perspective. But what they do is they write stuff based off of, you know, like novels and movies and shit. And I love the sound of it because it's fucking awesome. And shout out to Ice Nine Kills in that one because I still listen to them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes down to like other bands, well, like even when I look back when I was younger, the first band I really like thought of as my favorite band was Disturbed. And this was right when the Indestructible album came out, listening to Inside the Fire and like going through the idea of like David Draymond contemplating suicide when he was like 13 years old. At the time the album came out, I was. I was 13 years old, so it really kind of struck a chord with me at that one. Then going into Rise Against, where listening to Tim McGrath's vocals, it's he's giving you this honest opinion. He's giving you this honest process of thought that he's going through. And because it's punk rock, it's definitely going to be more political in nature. Do I agree mm-hmm. with everything that he believes? No, I'm never going to believe with I believe in like follow everything that he says or believe everything that he believes. But even on the stuff that I don't, I still like to listen to because there's a genuineness that's there. And even go to like some of the other, like I'll, like some other bands I've been listening lately, Motionless and White, even with the gothic overtones and stuff. Held on their latest album, like uh, Another Life. Literally, I was like, why are people really liking this song? Because everyone was talking about it before I even got to listen to the album. And then I listened to the song. I'm like, oh, now I know why they're talking about it because it just had this raw emotional feel to it, and it really hits you because we've all gone through so many different things in life between myself between Andrew, between andy between the three of us we've gone through different things in life but a lot of the emotions of those specific things can be shared so that's why when we listen to music it's that's why we connect with it so much and when it comes to your guys music when you write that honestly people are going to connect to it in that way as well too where they're going to be able to understand certain things about their lives they're going to be able to really get to know who they are as people and if they have gone through certain things in life and they're struggling to kind of contemplate them and struggling to figure out why that happened listening to music is something that can really help them figure that out and if you write honestly and really put yourselves out there yeah it can be scary at times but at the same token then you're really putting your these emotions out there and people can relate to them and that's where people really fall in love with your band and it's kind of the same way that you guys fall in love with the bands that you love today yeah exactly i just i just can't stop complaining that's really what it comes down to (laughs) 
I just don't shut up. I'm just like, I'm sad. And then the rest of the guys are like, well, we got to record. Like, go, go, go write about it because we got we got to go figure it out. Come on. Like, <laughs> no, I totally understand that because like I yeah. always like to dive deep in a one song of every single band I listen to. Or if there's a new album, I like I try and dive deep in every single one. I'm like, just like I want to understand the sound where it's coming from. And kind of hearing what you're talking about, you're like, like, you're like complaining and whatnot, or just talking about these certain things. Right now, as we're doing this podcast, the most popular song on Spotify you guys have is a song called Overcast. It is? Yeah. So, like, I was trying to, like, dive deep into that one. When I looked at the meaning of it, just hearing what you've been talking about, I'm like, now this makes total sense. And that one, honestly, had a little bit more of that, like, metaphor imagery than I thought it would have had. But after really going through it, like listening to the song, looking at the lyrics, really trying to understand it, honestly, it makes total fucking sense. I appreciate that. What did you, if I could ask them, what did you kind of like get out of it? Because when we were writing that, I kind of wrote it super flowery and I try to write stuff that like there's, if like try to uh, have, try, try to write stuff that like it's not too overtly. I think that like in our newer stuff like you can probably tell what i'm running about but like definitely in overcast i tried to write it in a way that was a little more um up to, for interpretation so like what like what was your interpretation of it if i may ask well I'm gonna or, or a, what did you get out of it i guess well, i'm gonna take a quick turn over here because i want to make sure i remember this stuff so i write this stuff down on a microsoft word document and i make oh. sure that it's all set so <laughs> when it came to overcast so i got it was i thought the meaning of the song it was using the concept of weather in order to really show the imagery needed to connect with the emotions of anger, depression, or anything that makes you feel less of yourself. Winter coming early brings cold darkness and seasonal depressive disorder. Anyone in the, anyone in the Midwest or anywhere in the Northern United States understands this <laughs> yeah. because yeah, that sun yeah. goes away. It gets to be overcast during the days. Sometimes you don't see sun for a freaking month. So yeah. I, I totally understand that. And that is used to show us that sometimes we get lost in ourselves and those things of, you know, the anxiety, the depression, or anything that makes you feel less of yourself begin to take over with how we really are. And then there's the sun being a representation of the warmer, happier times that you want to be because that's kind of like your true self right there. But then thinking overcast, it's like you're below that. The sun's up. There's this barrier here, kind of thinking like overcast clouds, typically blocked by winter suppressedness. And it's like, we know it's not going to last. We know that whatever we're going through at this moment, the skies will clear at some point. The sun will come out tomorrow. But we have to continue to press on and find a way to get through that. It's going to be tough, but we always have to remember that the skies will clear at some point and the sun will come out. Cool. That's so cool yeah. <laughs> just to me. Um, I've never had anyone like besides like the guys like look yeah, into dissect it, everything. dissect it. So that's really cool because you kind of like not only did you kind of like uh pretty much get get it um which is like so validating so i appreciate <laughs> that um but it kind of like is like i i maybe you can you can agree or disagree andy so uh when i say this but like i think that's a, a lot of what we are trying to say in general with our music like yeah it's about catharsis catharsis really. and just trying to get through shit like um, I, I keep referencing the music just because it's on my mind. And like, mm-hmm. I, I personally feel like Overcast and Snicker Swim is like a lot of like idealism and stuff. It's just kind of like what I want or like what we want in, in terms of like how to deal with things and how to like how to get through it, how to how to even express it. Um, but like that that sentiment that you mentioned that like it's not always going to be like this. 
it's gonna be it's gonna get real fucking bad like oh boy like who we like it'll 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 suck but um yeah. like it's it's worth trying to like get through it um so that's so cool that's like so cool wow i'm like actually really taking aback right now yeah well then i really guess cool i hear somebody it. like just died like dissect your whole song you, and just, you like... you like you like went into my notebook and was like hmm what was he doing there huh like, <laughs> hmm. And, and all I did was I this is all I do is I'll look at lyrics if I can find them. If I can't, I'll just have to listen to them. But this one, I was able to find the lyrics for him and then listen to the song because a lot of like every single time I listen to it, if I have trouble trying to figure out the meaning, listen to the lyrics, the way that they're spoken, listen to the vocal tones, listen to the patterns and then listen to the instrumentals because different tones in the guitar, different ways that the drums are being played, whether it's more melodic style, whether it's more rapid, fast pace, whether there's a lot of you know hits on the hi-hat or the ride cymbal or playing like right on the rim of that ride cymbal or focusing on the toms, whatever it might be, they're always going to invoke some sort of emotion, and they're going to be your guide through this whole entire song. And that's where people really get connected to it. So that's when I was looking at this one, like, especially hearing the unclean vocals from you, Adrian, on this through the whole entire thing because when that overcast happens like when winter comes early when all of a sudden you know you wake up in the morning and it's dark outside you go to work and it's still dark outside and then you leave work and the sun came up and it already went down again because the days are like like daylight is like eight hours long only yeah and it's like, yeah. it's like, and like, you get that like feeling of anger just because it's, you don't see that like, it's like with that sun, every time you think about the sun being out, you think of like these positive things. You think of warmer weather, you think of being outside, you think of like doing stuff with friends that you can do that doesn't have to be relegated to just being indoors or if it's going to be outside in the cold, like being like some kind of like, you know, winter sport kind of thing. It's you, it's like just feeling of just being like open to be what you like, do what you want to do and be who you want to be is there. And the fact that you're kind of talking about overcast and one thing I really like about, especially using the unclean vocals is you never brought in the cleans to make it feel like, you know, the sun came out because there are times, because when it comes like when you feel like it's not going to come out, you got to keep pressing on because you never know when that moment's going to be. You never know when the moment's going to be when the clouds break and the sun comes in on your life and you're finally past it. You know, you have to press on, you know, that moment's going to come, but it's just a matter of when, and we've all gone through something like that in life where it feels like things just aren't going right. And we have to keep pressing on because things will get right. Eventually it just depends upon when. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't think I could have said it better myself, you know, like essentially you get in the nail on the head. Woo. I did good then. Yeah. Yeah. You did did, did good. I'm just in awe of just like, you know, like the way you talk about it. And it's just like, yeah, that is true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is true. There will be dark days ahead, you know, and no matter what, at the end of the day, like those days will be over and, you know, tomorrow's a brand new day. And it'll be nice out again. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've gone, I've gone through those days while I've gone through that time in life as well, where all of a sudden it's just things just don't seem like they're going to get any better. I've, I've had, I had a whole entire like year that was like that where everything started out great. And then by the time half the year came was, was done, everything went to shit. Like, I'm not lying. Everything went to shit. Like I did. I thought I went from, Oh man, you know, I've got the world that like at my fingertips is going to be great. So all of a sudden, is this what life is like, like for the rest of my life? Yeah. And just, just, yeah. Then there's how it can, it can get there. We, uh, we like kind of like it, it wasn't like a conscious though. I remember Andy one time you were like, the new stuff's got to be darker. And then I yeah. was like, I was like, 
okay, well, now I'm in charge of writing a lot of this, so I'll give you dark. But yeah, at like, the end of the at the so go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was saying, um, well, I feel like the new stuff, a lot of it has just been written like just about the past year and a half and like all the crazy fucking shit that like the world has been subjugated to with like the pandemic and stuff like that with the virus and well that's like, the new new we can't yes we, 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 can't, new, new. we can't we can't even go we go there i'm sorry we're we're our brains are so like jumbled <laughs> up because we have like music that's coming out that we've been sitting on and we're recording something that we're probably not we've been we've been spending a long time like stockpiling and and it's kind of cool because i feel like we we didn't even touch on covid but yeah like we uh would there's definitely like elements of that that you, you'll probably see in in the future uh, that like kind of relate to what's kind of gone down the feelings of that or inspired that um but where was i going with this? yeah like like we we definitely like like the point you you brought up of like you know the, the clouds hanging over it's like we're just stock, stacking clouds on top of that and an eclipse and a and a long night and maybe a colder <laughs> winter and it it, it it keeps the the, the weather is very inclement if we want to go with that um and so but at the end of the day i think like the music that we write about is trying to like for lack of a better term weather all that haha <laughs> you get it because it's weather like <laughs> nice <laughs> um uh weather that so that one day you can see the sun and just like uh weather and this is so weird using this because i remember writing all this and being like i'm gonna use the weather metaphors and now we're like reflecting on it it's so crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. um but like if you want to use it like that that like seasons come and go and sometimes seasons especially in the midwest last a little longer than you want to and then sometimes the weather isn't too bad and also the world is burning so that's fun too so it's like it you know but at the end of the day the sun's still going to be there yeah like you're in the midwest and one day it can be you know it can be sunny it can be 70 degrees outside and two days later it could be 20 degrees out and you're in a freaking snowstorm it has yeah. happened before <laughs> that shit's awful yeah, really but nice are, you, are you are you are uh, you like Wisconsin born raised? Have you lived anywhere else? Are you Midwest Midwest blood? Like <laughs> the only time I did not live in Milwaukee was the three and a half years I was in college and I lived up in Minneapolis. OK, well, that's still that's even nice. colder. Yeah, it's even colder. <laughs> I was going to say, so I definitely like I still relate to this heavily because I got I still remember this was my my freshman year of college, like the first semester. It sucked. Because I went up there knowing pretty much nobody. And I want to put myself in that position because kind of like with kind of like things with music as well. When you're writing stuff and you want to put and like you want to make something great, you're going to put yourself in a vulnerable position. And it's scary with me going up to school. Like I put myself in a vulnerable position because I knew no one up there and I was further away from home where it's like I couldn't just run like home every single weekend and see friends that I had made in high school because some of them were still like going to college around where I lived or where I was from. So I made my, I put myself in this position where like, I have to like, I kind of have to do this. Right. The like, first, it's like, yeah. I don't have a choice. Like I'm, I'm here. And if I want to go yeah. see anyone that I know from home, that's like a three, four hour drive or whatever. Like, you know, so I, I definitely really, I didn't go to school too far from where I grew up, but like, even just going from like the suburbs to the city definitely changed like my worldview and left me feeling kind of to be honest like a little isolated for a while so i i, I definitely relate 
sometimes you do have to put yourself in those positions though just just kind of keep growing and you learn so much about yourself as well i mean i'm pretty sure both you guys can agree on this when it comes to just kind of taking yourself out of that comfort zone and putting yourself in a position sort like in life like what uh Adrian, you did like going from this like for school like going from the suburbs to the city me going from one city in was like the city in southeastern wisconsin to a city in eastern minnesota that's just to drive there unless if you're like normally it would be like you know a five-hour drive unless you're me it's like four and a half because well vroom vroom motherfuckers vroom vroom motherfucker (laughs) yeah i think think my record is four it actually is 430 i clocked it one time (laughs) nice nice but basically it's kind of like allegedly 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 but really, <laughs> but, really. <laughs> but like, I, I totally understand what you guys, what you're talking about. It's like that feeling of isolation is because I was up there and yeah, I, I had a roommate. Yeah. We had people that lived on our floor in our dorm, but in the dorm I was in, you had to go all the way up to the top floor for where I was staying. So the only people that are going up there were on that top floor. So it was only people that you didn't see any other traffic going through, but then the stairway went to the left or to the right. And to the left, you could get to six rooms and then the hallway was cut off because there was a room that had four people in it that was in the middle of the freaking hallway. And if you go to the right, you get to the whole other half of the dorm. I was in one of those six rooms off to the left. So really that isolation feel added to it. Plus then as of course fall comes along, now the overcast comes in and that isolation feel really amps up. And I kind of started thinking of, you know, transferring out just because not I, I, I was alone. I didn't want to be alone anymore. I was going to transfer to the school my brother was going to just because, hell, I would know somebody at least. Even though my brother and I, we like even at that point, we never really talked. I'm like, at least I know somebody. Right. right. It turned out okay, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, second semester comes around and for about 50 straight days, at some point during those 50 straight days, the temperature was at least in the negative so but what ended up happening was like because we couldn't really go outside and do much the people that were in like the six room we were like we looked at each other like why the fuck are we not hanging out together we're always around here why the hell are we not friends? there's there is though that moment when you're like forced around people or it's finally like okay what's your name cool what are you into cool let's hang out you know like even at like shows like you know eventually like how we met it's just yeah like, oh hey what's going on man like we're obviously here for the music, so there's got to be something in common, like you know. And yeah. lo and behold, you know, you know, you meet you meet cool people that way. So yeah, Plus, it's like, yeah, like like either way, like getting out of your comfort zone is good for you usually, until it's not. But usually it is. Usually it is because like even like when I was in that isolation period as well, it sucked. But one thing that helped me get through was listening to music because and I could relate to a little bit more of those feelings a little bit more. I could really just understand them, and then all of a sudden, you know. I started hanging out with people, become friends with people, kind of put myself in more of a social aspect. All of a sudden, no, here comes. No, what's a, what's like go. a song that reminds you of, of college? Uh, like what's Ki- I? Because I have a song. I, and I don't know if you have a song, Andy, but. Uh, Kings and Queens I by do. 30 Seconds to Mars. What was it? Kings and Queens by 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay. Okay. Oh, nice. Well, oh, what was like the. Like why, why? Why did that song like stick for you back in your head? And now that's like the song you think of from those days. So the reason is because I still remember a lot of times. So at the University of Minnesota, the the campus split up between like three separate parts. There's a part in St. Paul. There's a part in East Bank, Minneapolis, and West Bank, Minneapolis. And the reason that's West and East Bank is because they're divided by the Mississippi River. And there's a bridge that you walk over that 
honestly, it would take you like a five minute song to walk across this thing. And in November of 2013, this is the first mess of my freshman year, still totally feeling isolated and everything. I remember walking across that bridge a good amount because I always had to go to class over there at least four times a week. And walking back in the fall, playing Kings and Queens, walking across that bridge kind of reminded me that, you know, you put yourself in this position. It sucks right now, but for some reason, you're going to be okay. So that's why, like, when it came down to that time, like, my I think about that time. That's the old, that's the first song that comes into my head every single time, without song hesitation. on the bridge. That does cool. Nice, cool. That's, especially because like you can like, isn't that so funny? Like how like you can like think of that song, and now you you tell me about a bridge that you walked on. How it took five minutes. There's now a place and the time. It, that that's so. I don't know. I feel I find that stuff so compelling. I think that's so interesting. Well, what, what about you, Adrian? Because now I'm curious uh, if there's a song that kind of oh, reminds uh, you of that. Uh, I'm going to out myself as a fucking loser. Um, it's Untitled by Knuckle Puck. Really? Um, are you <laughs> you, do you know that song? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, you know, it's like silhouettes on the ceiling. Da, 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 da. I, I remember, like, when I first, like, I, I like finally, like, had moved out. And, like, I'm not going to make it all boohoo. But, like, you know, I, like, left my hometown, like, the fucking pop punk kid that I was and was, like, damn dude like it, it's time to like heal it's time to like like be a better person it's time to like be the person i've always wanted to be and like thinking of all the things that like really fucking sucked about like like um where i was before and like the summer before that was before i like moved out i because i i transferred i went to community college first so i transferred like essentially like the middle of my sophomore year i guess um and was like damn dude like i'm here like it's time to like figure some shit out because oh boy we're 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 a mess here bud we're your mess there bud (laughs) so i remember like similar to you uh i went to school uh in like downtown chicago i would like you know i would walk and be i remember there was a particular night i i um i i put on the song i was walking home and i uh from my friend's dorm and i had one friend you know my friend danny you know andy and yeah. um, he was my only friend at the school for a long time. And he was been my one of my best friends since seventh grade. So at least I had him. But like, I remember this moment of like, just like this weird clarity that like, I'm like, essentially like an old part of me died and like this new parts being born. And I'm like, walking and I'm looking at all like the skyline and like the city around me. It, w- it was like it was like a bad indie movie. It was like, just like the songs <laughs> playing. And I'm just like having this weird sense of like cognizance I had never had. And it was like not even like like a good clarity. Like part of it was like really sad and like really like painful. And at the same time, it was cool. And the song was playing and like, you know how the outro like goes and goes and like it lasts forever. There, there was something about it that like just stood out to me. And I have that like image stuck in it, just like your bridge. I can think of like the exact building I was looking at, um, like off fucking uh, um south state street in 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 chicago so it's like you know that that's my song i guess and it, i yeah. guess it's a similar kind of thing you know see like cause like just by you describing that like i'm kind of already thinking about okay you're walking down the street like i'm thinking of, like you know like i think like an october-ish kind of night you're walking down it was totally october it was no totally fucking october. way <laughs> it was like right before halloween it, holy yeah. shit like walk around at nighttime and just like looking up at the skyline and just seeing these buildings and all of a sudden just having this moment of clarity. 
because I can also kind of because the reason I can see that is because like when I brought it up the bridge as well, I still remember the, like looking out across the bridge and seeing the changing leaves and everything. And it's like, yeah, you know, it kind of also there's the, there's the moment of like, you know, this shit's not going to last. Think about leaves. You know, they every single spring they bud every single summer. They're full and bloom and green everything. Every single fall, they change the colors and they fall off and they land on the ground. They turn brown and are just dead. And then winter, you know, trees are completely bare. Everything changes. Like, there's always different changing. So it happens where you can just connect with it. But now I've shared. I've got Adrian to share. Andy? Yeah, I'm curious. (laughs) Well, um, probably for me, the song that reminds me of, like, uh, that time in my life was definitely uh, There's No I in Team by Taking Back Sunday. The, specifically that whole record tell all your friends um like i remember just during that time uh i went to like college for like a little bit and during the night time like i was in bands and stuff like that and i was like 17 because i graduated high school early and 17 18 19 just driving down to the city because that's where my old bands used to practice and listening to that record like front to back is I wouldn't take the highway. I'd take like the long way and like just like on surface streets and just be driving. And it was I remember this every time it was October and listening to There's No I in Team, like passing the Portage Theater and like on Milwaukee Avenue and just driving down like near a Halloween shop and just like, yeah, just that ending. This is what living like this does. And I'm just like, you know, I, I it was more. I wasn't really that necessarily sad. I was more happy and like content with where my life was going because like I was doing something that I really wanted to do. Mainly was like also like just playing bands and like playing in the city like every weekend and just being around like people that were like somewhat older than me or maybe even like my same age and going through like experiences together, whether it be just like, you know, doing practical jokes on one another or just like having memories of it being in bars with people and like stories, just little like things like that. But that record to me just reminds me of a time in my life where I was just like, yes, I, I have made it, whatever that meant. But yeah, just that record and that song in particular, for some reason, the way it starts with like that clean guitar, it just reminds me of the Chicago skyline in during the fall and like every in like the smell of like the fall has like a certain smell if i feel totally you know oh yeah and like especially like in the midwest i feel there's a special smell of the fall and yeah just driving around and looking at all the lights it's two in the morning i'm driving back home takes like an hour to get home and just see all the lights and listening to that record and it makes me feel very uh very content and happy. <laughs> yeah, but like, just take a look at this. I mean, we just shared that at times in life where all of a sudden just like songs kind of just gave us this different perspective on life in terms of what we were going through and what we end up finding out of ourselves. I mean, for both Adrian and I, it was kind of like this fact that, you know, we can like, we can do this. Like this thing, like whatever is going on is not going to last forever. And for you, Andy, it was this feeling of I'm happy. Like, you're, yeah. Now I'm going to ask you this question because it kind of funnels it because we're talking about songs we listen to. Of course, we're list- when we listen to them during these times, we weren't hearing them live. We weren't in a live setting for this. Have you ever had this kind of thing happen during a live show, whether it's one you're performing or one you attended? 
Oh, fuck. Mm. That's a good question. That is a good uh, question. For me, oh, I have one. Um, it was a band called It Prevails. Um, they're from like the Portland, Oregon area. They're like a post-hardcore group. Um, this was this was on 9-11 of 2010, I think it was, or 2008 okay. or 9. They were playing in this church in this town called Lombard outside of the Chicago. And they had this song called An Anomaly. And I remember just screaming along to it, like just the words too, because I knew all the words. I was a really big fan. And I was just screaming along to those lyrics, like, this is who I am. I am an anomaly. Like, I don't even know what that meant at the time, but for some reason, the way Ian, the singer was like screaming that it made me just feel like just so alive and just like, so like, yes, like, because the way just to me, like the words that he was saying in that song called an anomaly just really spoke to me for some reason. But like, I don't know. I felt completely just content with screaming those words along with him. (laughs) I, I don't know why. Yeah, no, but it's it's beautiful in a way, honestly. It's just definitely. It's, it's just this moment that really impacts you. And again, it's like this is this is all kind of like showing the impact that not only that music has on us to really just kind of force like a idea or perspective to really just like a uh, be birthed in our minds, but like how live music can do that as well. Oh yeah, I, definitely. Because I had that right. happen. I had that happen before as well. Because I can see Adrian still kind of thinking. So yeah, I want to. So this was. This was during the shit year that was for me that was 2017. Oh, okay. And oddly enough, this happens in September as well, which is <laughs> kind of funny. It was like September, I believe it was September 30th. So at this point in time, beginning of the year, I had just graduated college. I was being 2017, like I've got the world measure, like, okay, I can do whatever I want. I had a girlfriend that I loved, like everything seemed right. Mm-hmm. By the time halfway through the year comes, the girl and I have broke up and I am like, and throughout the rest of the year, like I am not taking it well. Like I'm like realizing certain things, like I think like it's all my fault kind of thing, Yeah. which it, it kind of, at times it was not going to lie. I, I'm not going to lie on that. And that's, that's good to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. But it's all right. And with the job, I well, thank you because it's, it's, it's not easy to acknowledge it because I never wanted to for the longest time, but it's like, it was something that you have to do in order to learn and grow from it. And if like life-wise, like job-wise, I was working a temp job and they told me that it was going to be three months until they gave me a decision. It had been five months at this point and I'm like, I still haven't heard anything. And I'm like, is this what I want to do with the rest of my life? Because it was basically, my life at this point was wake up, go to work, go to the gym, come home, watch Netflix, sleep, do it all over again. I'm like, this ain't, this isn't life. This is, this is like just like coasting through and like life is so much more than this. The oh, yeah. other big problem I had at this point was with everything that was going on with the girl that I that I've just broken up with and everything was going wrong. I no longer wanted to listen to Rise Against anymore because I had met her at a Rise Against show in 2016. So a lot of their songs had a different meaning than they originally had had for me. Yeah. So I didn't want to listen to anything except for the Wolves record because it came out literally a month before we broke up. So that didn't have any sort of like preconceived premonitions really that weren't built off of those. But yeah. as time went on, depression started taking hold. I, I was be, I was starting to lose myself and everything and I didn't know what to do. 
So I wanted to find a way to take my favorite band back. That's all I wanted to do because that might be something that helps me. I went to a show. I went to this festival. It was JJO Sonic Boom Festival in Janesville, Wisconsin. I went there alone. And I got there and Thrice was on stage. And there was, nice. the, stage, the stages were side by side. So Thrice goes on stage. They go off. And the next stage is on. And it's Stone Sour. However, oh, cool. I'm not going to go by Stone Sour because the stages are side by side. I want to get as good a spot as I can for Rise Against. Yeah. And all the whole entire time I'm staying there waiting, I'm just thinking about everything that's going on in life. I'm still depressed. Like, I'm still just like hating who I am at this point. And I'm just hoping just for something to happen. All of a sudden, Rise Against comes on and they play the opening riff to Wolves. And at that moment, all of a sudden, like, I forgot about anything else that was going on. All I cared about was going on in that moment. All I cared about was just, like, Rise Against playing on stage. And they ended up closing the show with Savior. And that is my favorite song. So, and it had such a connection with this girl as well. I'm like, this is going to be tough to get through. But as they were playing it, I started feeling more like myself. And then I jumped into the mosh pit for the first time. Nice. And... It was hell yeah. It was a fucking rush. It felt incredible. By the time the song ended, I'm getting high fives from people. I'm getting hugs from people. I started tearing up a bit because I finally felt like me again for a little bit. I finally felt good again for a little bit, and I finally was able to listen to my favorite band once again without feeling like absolute shit. I I'm just kind of like looking back at like your song Overcast. Well, like yeah, those clouds are still gonna be there. There's gonna be shit on top of it. That I'm gonna have to get through, but at some point, like, <laughs> like that show just really just made me feel like I still have a part of me that's there that I can continue that, to go on with. And is dog, that's fucking beautiful. To that be is honest, beautiful. And the, you, the power of music. The, you you fucking you fucking like gave the story of the power of music dude, right there, like dude, right then and there. That's like that's amazing. That's not all. There's it gets oh, it gets great. It gets ooh, a little more. more as time goes on. So. The rest of the year goes on and things are still getting worse continually. Depression's getting even crazier. Now it's like, because the girl and I, we like, we were still talking a little bit, but then she basically didn't want anything to do with me. And it just hurt because I didn't know what to do anymore. I was, I was lost. And all of a sudden Thanksgiving rolls around. It's my favorite holiday. And I sat basically shut in my room. Didn't want to do anything because... I just all these are, my, are rough, like I, post breakups, dude. It's I, always yeah, fucking. I could. I that's always what hammers it real hard. It, yeah, I, I couldn't face my family because I just didn't want to actually look at them in the eye because I knew how much I was hurting, and I tried to kill myself twice that day. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here too, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. But then, like, as time goes on, and. I'm still listening to Rise Against a little bit more and more, and things start just, like, hurting a little bit less and hurting a little bit less. And then I'm trying to figure out, like, am I try- what, what can I do in life? Is there anything I could do? But all of a sudden, like, I, I, I had this one of those Amazon Alexas, and I had an idea for something. I just asked it a question. And from asking Alexa this one question, because it was about, like, playing, like, a song of the day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it unless I had like Apple or Amazon Music Premium or something like that. And then I asked people that did, and they're like, "Yeah, we have it. I tried it, but 
they just give me the same shit over and over again. Like they give me the bands I like, but they give me like the only like the songs from those bands that you think they would give you. So like, if you ask like for like for Breaking Benjamin, it'd be Diary of Jane. Diary of Jane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diary of Jane. So that's kind of the example. And I was like, I kind of wanted to make something off that for myself. So I initially made an Alexa skill to do that. But like, I would pick a song every single day that was going to be something that people like in the genre rock and metal would like. But it wouldn't always be like you know. If I would pick like something from Sleeping with Sirens, it wouldn't be always if you can't hang. Like there would be something else in there. And that kind of started everything. And I'm like, I kind of just kind of want to see where it would lead me. And that's literally led me to this. To doing this podcast and talking about music, it's led me to this. Right here. Yeah. Right here, baby. So it literally comes like all full circle. And that's like, that's just the power that music had. I mean, I know people say that music, you always hear people say like music literally saved your life. Yeah. And I've, it's, I'm, see, I know people think, oh, no, that's bullshit. No, it, it's 100% true. I can guarantee you it is 100% true. No, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I always see it as, like, music can be the tool that gets you out. It's kind of like climbing. It's like you maybe you want to climb the cliff face with your bare hands, and you totally could. But if you got a rope and, like, uh, and some, uh, like, a stake to to pull yourself up or some climbing gear, it'll make it easier. And that's how I see it is that because at the end of the day, it is you who's doing it. And I want to validate that. I want to say that you got through that. You healed from that and you used music as your tool to get you through that. And in that way, it did save your life. But I I like to always say that, like, you got to give yourself the credit. And that's something that I always try to. I I now that like because now I guess it's my turn now. Um, unless you have any any more to say, um, uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say, man. Because um, that, because uh, and I once again, I wanted to say I'm glad you're here. Um, I think that like what like what we talk about, Luca has a lot to do with that kind of stuff, and I'm 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 so happy that you were able to persevere and use music to do that. And I at first I was gonna say, um, at first I was gonna say Paramore, but I'm not. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna I changed my answer because it made me want to relate this to some stuff that that like we're doing as like and this is weird because i don't listen to this band anymore but it's the plot in you i saw them and they played uh, a bunch of stuff they played a bunch of stuff off their their um um miscarriage um okay. and i remember like like to to open up a, a bit and like to clue in about a lot of the stuff that we're, we're working on now i talk a lot about like trauma and like domestic violence and a lot of the stuff around that and abuse and i uh i remember like seeing that and i had a really fucking bad day i think it was like my junior year of high school and i went with some of my bandmates at the time to go see them and it was at like penny road pub which if you've ever been there fuck penny road pub all my homies hate <laughs> penny road pub <laughs> fuck penny road pub fuck their fuck their juggalo ass security guards fuck the beer garden that you gotta load in and basically trip on budweiser jägermeister like slippery stairs to go down whatever but at you know when you're like 17 like and you're going to shows who fucking cares you know what i'm saying um and i remember like welling up and like really like feeling the energy from where those songs came from and like like just feeling thankful that i could like express that at a show because it was like stuff that i was dealing with at the time and like i remember just like this this like this like uh a weight off my shoulders because like i didn't have to like hide it i wasn't like going around being like but like i was able to like you know like 
sing along and like throw down and it was like there was only like a hundred something people there i mean the band's like way bigger now but at the time they were pretty small and like it was just like cool to like like be at a show of that of that size and like express myself in that way and like let out a lot of those emotions and like now thinking about that and you like kind of telling your story kind of i realized that that had a much bigger impact on me and what i'm doing now which brought me to here where I'm in my fun little screamo band with my four best friends. And now we're, we're like here on this podcast and we're talking about music and stuff. And it's, it's crazy. Like how, like things like that. Cause at the time it felt inconsequential to me, to be honest. Like at the time I was just like, Oh, I got the mosh. I got to sing along to some words. Cool. I'm going to go home. It's going to kind of fucking suck, but like, whatever, like I had a good time. Now I'm reflecting on it with you guys. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like that, that affected me more than it, you, I really expected it to, you know? So, that's really that's really cool. It's a cool thing. Music it, is kind of fucking fun. It is, and I really hope like people listening to this podcast really were able to do with this, where it was also listening stories, but then think about themselves as well. And if they were in this conversation, what would they say, and why would it? Why was that such impactful to you in terms of your life? Just because, again, you're seeing between the three of us right now how music not only. Like when we were at a time when, you know, we kind of felt isolated alone, like what made us get through it or what made us happy. But then you got to see like, you know, in a live music setting, which again, we missed on live music for almost a year and a half, how powerful that can be in terms of just be really understanding something about yourself or just realizing that, you know, you're at some point you're going to be okay. There's, there's you such get that? a, oh, sorry. Did you get that feeling when you, when you got to the, the show? to the to that uh what's it called uh at the with like you know victim sleep book all that did you have that because i was so anxious like going i was like oh my god everyone's gonna hate everyone hates me and like like i shouldn't be going and i'm gonna it's gonna be awful and then i get there and it's like oh friends oh friends <laughs> friends everywhere new I, friends old friends I, I, honestly honestly adrian on the drive down there all i was thinking about was I can't wait for Sleepwaker to go on because I can't wait for that pit to start. I can't wait to see what happens. I was anxious to see what was going to happen because it's, I because during the pan, of course the during the pandemic I missed out on all this stuff. I during yeah. the like in like the core of the pandemic, I know there were a couple of bands that were still like doing like very small stuff because I understood it. You know, m- music was gone, live music was gone. Bands had to find, especially the smaller bands, they had to find any way they could to survive. So I knew a couple of bands were doing some very, very small shows. And I went to go see them, but there was never like any kind of like crazy mosh pit. The last time I was in a crazy mosh pit, I almost, I almost broke my nose during popular monster because some dude came with a big ass elbow and hit me straight right here. And oh, I didn't no. break my, I didn't break Damn. my nose. And then I led the wall of death right when they yell, where the fuck is your God now? And right as I was leading the wall of death, I saw the guy that almost broke my nose and I pointed him out and he did one of those just like bring it. And I leveled his ass. I gave a shoulder shrug and I picked them back up because that's what you do. I'm like, I kind of want to have that little moment of like, huh, I win, but hey, you got I knocked win, down but the I'm pit. being yeah. a bigger person. I'm like, hey, you got knocked down the pit. Get your ass back up. We got to keep going. But so I'm like, so when I got to the, when I got to that sleep waker victim show, I'm just thinking like, when is this going to happen? Like, when am I going to finally get in there? And all of a sudden sleep waker starts playing within the first 15 seconds. All of a sudden it opens up and you're welcome, t- by the way. <laughs> yes, thank you, Adrian. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. Before the pandemic, there were times when Moshers would open up, and I was hesitant to jump in them. Just because, like, you always had that, like, first hit, like, kind of like, I'm nervous to get it. That might have been the first time when all of a sudden, like, I saw it open up, and I just jumped straight the fuck in. 
I think I remember seeing you for like a few seconds and then you were just like wild eyed. And I was like, I was probably looking the same way, like, like fucking like pupils dilate, like, oh, it's go time, baby. Pretty much. I'm just like, it's back. I'm excited for you, Andy, because <laughs> I know you haven't been to anything yet. So like, yeah, it's going to it's going to it's going to hit like it's going to hit like a fucking truck. It's going to hit like a truck of just incredible beauty, honestly. It's going to be something that it's going to it's going to make you feel It's like a truck with pillows you feel and, alive. The, and the pillows are in front and you land into a mattress firm sleep number. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Makes pretty, you feel like a young 13-year-old kid again. Pretty, <laughs> Going to yeah. shows and shit. Pretty yeah, much. The only I, difference that, was my back hurt after, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think the only difference was like when I was, yeah, the only difference was, was my neck was just fucked the next day. I'm like, I could hardly move because I was headbanging. Yeah, so much mine too. I was like, I remember this feeling, but why is it so much worse? All right. It's almost been two years at this point. Yeah. So now, so now it's like, I have certain rules, like, like preparation rules for the mosh pit for myself. And of course my rule number one is it's the same as everyone's rule. Number one, if you see someone fall down, pick their ass back up. Yeah. But for myself, I have three others. It's like zombie land basically. Rule number two, stretch out your fucking neck. Yeah, oh, stretch, yeah. stretch. Yeah. Like do like the head turns, the neck rolls, the bottom yeah. up and down, the turn left and right, because I did that all of Rockfest and I was headbanging like crazy. By by the time I left on uh, that last Sunday when it was all said and done, my neck did not hurt. I was really surprised. Yeah. So it does work. Number three, tie your shoes tight. Trust oh my me. God. You oh, need yeah. to tell me that, uh, dude. I'm always walking around with my shoes untied. Dude, I've, I've lost shoes at shows before and then gotten them back because someone threw them back into the pit and they hit the dude next to me. He's like, hey, dude, your shoe. I'm like, oh, shit. So I tie them real tight now. And the other one is because I'm always usually wearing a hat. If it's a adjustable one, make sure that thing's on fucking tight. Yeah. That's basically it. I, I actually lost my phone for a little bit, too. So keep your phone <laughs> in a number. Number. What is it? Five, four, five. Um, Keep your phone somewhere secure because I had to have a friend call me and I only found it because someone threw it away. Like they threw it on like a table, like fuck this. And I was like, oh, it's my phone. Oh, my phone. Yeah. One other thing I thought about too is like when it comes to just like going to festivals, especially ones that allow Mashi, thank you, Blue Ridge, because I can't wait for that motherfucker. Cause that's going to be awesome. But I'm like, if I'm going to go with Mashi and crowd surfing one, cause I've never been crowd surfing because I'm always nervous to lose my stuff, I got to wear, I got to wear pants or shorts that have zip up pockets. Cause then zip up ain't falling out. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like it's, it's weird. It's like the things that you don't think about, but like, now that we're getting back into shows, it's just something like I miss doing this stuff. And now I'm remembering all the stuff I used to like, hey, make sure to tie my shoes because right, all your safety nets, really all loose. the things that you yeah, had accumulated nets. over the years that you suddenly forgot. I feel like we basically just like gave out like the preparation rules for the mosh pit, but also the the, the cardinal rule is always if someone's if someone gets knocked down, you pick their ass back up. Yeah, don't be oh, a totally. dick. Don't be a dick. Just do it. Yeah. I don't care if they like shoved you a little bit. Like, well, just just do yeah. it. Well, I mean, even during that like sleepwalker show, like I remember getting knocked down. I literally said, I literally was like, because I because I got like because that floor was like slippery and sticky, so I slid and stuck a little bit. I was like, shit, someone help me back up. I had five people grabbing my arms and hoisting me back. I'm like, we're good. I think everyone there, like, like honestly, was like, dude, we're all here. Like, let's have a fucking good time. Like. You know, like everyone was there just to like fucking it's we're back, baby. We're back, you know. 
And now he's got to get you guys up. Except on for stage. one motherfucker. One motherfucker there, I'd swing on him on site, baby. I would fucking, but that's because he's a piece of shit. Otherwise, 99.9% of those people <laughs> fucking pick them up. Pick them up. Like, they're all there. We're all equal. Like, we're, we're, except for, I won't say names, but like, you, I'll kick your ass. I'll fucking swing on you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why does it say, Jane? I'll say off record, but I think if I told you, Andy, you'd be like, yeah, like, I'd, I'd fucking. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, was gonna I, say, hey, I feel like off the record, you have about. to describe him to me because I've got an idea of who you might be talking about, but I'm like, I, I'm not sure if it's right. Yeah, you know, you know, it's 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 just like most people at shows are are good people, are are this there, they have a good time, but some of you motherfuckers, you're, you're fucking slimy, you fucking you fucking smell like like Nickelodeon slime. I'm coming, I'm not coming for you. I'm a, I'm a little <laughs> bitch. I can't do anything, but I don't like you. <laughs> understandable but i mean we're talking about you know like getting back on live music but what about you guys when you guys get back up on stage oh we august we have, 27th we, yeah August. so we have uh um when is this going to come out i don't think it matters if we say it this will come but, out sometime in august for sure though okay we yeah. so uh we're doing a weekender um so the first one's 27th right andy yeah august 27th 27th 28th 20th 29th we're hitting milwaukee we're playing elgin illinois and then we're heading out to uh indianapolis indianapolis on the yeah. 27th you're gonna be What's in up? milwaukee uh x-ray fuck i'm yeah, at a bachelor party I, I have a bachelor party i have to go to that night we're gonna be in the dell so and i'm not sheesh. and i'm missing the second night because of i'm going to see rise against playing chicago so fuck. Oh, sheesh Hey, wait. Let's just say because I, I, I can't, I can't speak on the rest of the year, but it's not the last time we're hitting Milwaukee. So we'll, we'll be, we'll be around. Plus, once again, like since it'll come off a little later, one of our members, uh, who were like, we, we haven't technically had a basis for like two years, but we, we have. We just haven't formally introduced him. Um, Connor, I love you. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> he, he's from there, and we have like a bunch of friends from out there, and we, we like. I feel like we have like a decent pull in Milwaukee, so like we'll hang, dude. We'll hang. We'll we'll be out there. Um, but yes, 27, 28, 29th, We're we're coming back with a weekender. Yeah, definitely. And, and they're all dope shows. Um, um, like Milwaukee, it's just like bands we've never played with, and it'll be like our basis for show, like from his hometown essentially. So like all our friends are gonna come out to that. The next show, it is um technically uh, the band Lower Automations release show, right, Andy? yeah and then and then it's a band called bounds first show and then uh in indianapolis the we're playing uh the nomad skate shop and it is their um first show like at that, at that venue like the we're, we're being yeah. the show that they're ushering in like this new era with like a new staff and everything like that so like Damn. it's gonna be kind of fucking cool but i gotta i gotta i gotta i don't know i don't know about you Andy. i gotta do some like some some cardio i gotta i gotta get back used to yeah definitely uh, i gotta do some jumping jacks and like and something like i because <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta do the damn thing so that's that's yeah. on the horizon oh yeah definitely and like throughout the rest of the year we'll have like other announcements that'll be coming out too such as new music and all other different surprises, you know, but that's for later. <laughs> for for later, we uh um I I did want to touch on this is that like we I've been super proud of this. Um, all of us have been working real hard over the pandemic, and basically, are you are you a Marvel fan at all? 
Um, I'm not big into all the Marvel DC. Okay, it, it, it's, it's fine. fine uh, like you know how they call it the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, yep, we have a we have a Lucas Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and if you look now, it's it like the it's it's starting. So like we have a lot of stuff that we're like kind of uh like dropping and and like teasing that will lead to music and like other stuff and shows and yada yada yada. So yeah, I feel shows, like tours. Like to w- once again, not to sniff our own farts, but 2021 was looking really fucking fun. Yeah, the the, the end of it, but and but 2022 yes. come out the swinging definitely with uh, even newer maybe material. But who knows? Yeah, we we might have some. We have, we have, we spent a lot. We literally like as soon as the the pandemic, like literally the day. Okay, so what is it? March 16th, Andy. March 17th. What's it? Yeah, around there. So March, let's say March 16th, we were literally getting off of the studio. Our tradition, whenever we do anything like 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 to celebrate is we go get dim sum. We get we get essentially it's like Chinese tapas. Like we go we go and we get we get food. Luca loves to eat. So if you're trying to if you know if you want to grub in Milwaukee, you know, you you got a place you want to eat, like let us know because we like food. Um, Burger fry, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we did that. And then it was literally the day that like you look at your phone and it's like oh the the world's shutting down oh i guess i have a two-week vacation that turned into a month that turned into four months that turned into a year and a half um so we spent a lot of time trying to instead of like trying to like you know blow our load essentially we wanted to like stockpile a bunch of stuff and and uh come back swinging real real hard so from shows to music to other media to some stuff that honestly i don't most bands i don't know why they would do that but we're doing it we're, we're we got we got some cool stuff coming big things coming hashtag big things coming right hashtag yeah. big things coming so everyone just get to follow along with you guys online just to make sure they don't miss anything honestly yeah, oh, yeah definitely if you if you, you, if can... you are interested everything is at we are luca il because yeah. that fucking Disney, fuck you, Disney. I'm just kidding. Don't sue us. Don't give us a cease and desist, please. I swear to God, please don't do anything to us. We don't have the money to deal with that. Um, yeah. Hey, if you look up We Are Luca IL, you'll be able to find us. Or Adrian, We Are Luca if, Band. If they haven't given Ice Nine Kills a cease and desist for all the Disney-inspired merch they've come out with, I think you're good. Oh, like all the Silver Scream stuff? Yeah, I have a bunch of those t-shirts. I love yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got away with it, so I guess we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll be fine, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it comes to Luke, everybody just... Because I want to see these guys play live after meeting Adrian at the Sleepwaker and Victims release show. And now be able to talk with him on the podcast along with Andy as well. Like, I got to meet these guys. I got to see him play in Milwaukee. So, unfortunately, the 27th is not going to happen due to me having a prior obligation. Which is, honestly, I'm kind of surprised it's not another show that's a prior obligation. It's actually, like, I have friends to do stuff with. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time I go to shows hey, alone, I just still, make friends still there. stuff to celebrate, you know? Yeah, the Dells. Always a fun time. Oh, absolutely. And then me leaving halfway through, you'd be like, see you guys, I'm going to see Rise Against. Bye bye. And then you uh <laughs> you go into like the wilderness or like like uh No, we're doing like a we're gonna do a camping a little bit in, uh, on the north end of the Dells, just because okay. we don't want to spend all that money. Plus if we went to the wilderness, we probably get kicked out of there because Understandable. <laughs> there's like gonna be twelve of us. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't and you're so fucking banned. And from, not only that, but this bachelor party that we're going to <laughs> The, the this guy him and his girlfriend have been together since january of 2010 we were freshmen in high school when they started dating oh, damn. and they're still wow. going and they're getting married in october finally 
Yeah. And one guy that's going to be saying up when he's having a kid in September. So he's like, it's going to be like his last like big blowout for any kind of thing before he has his first kid. So it's going to be like, I'm like, if we went to the wilderness, we would definitely get kicked out that first day. Oh yeah. You're, you're celebrating like real, like big life stuff. That's really awesome. And also a, but you're, you're going to fucking party, aren't you? It's, it's go time. It's, it's going to be go time. And then me having to wake up in the morning, go, all right, see you guys. And then get ready to go and jump in a freaking mosh pit and be happy as hell. Are they playing at the Metro or like uh, somewhere else? Logan Square? No, they're playing somewhere. It's like Huntington Beach Park or something like that. Oh, yeah. they're do- It's like an outdoor thing, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's an outdoor venue. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm just excited. Yeah. Should <laughs> right, you should be, dog. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Kevin, you ever heard of a band called The Killing Tree? Uh, I've heard the name. I haven't listened to any of their stuff, though. Oh, that was uh, Tim's uh, old hardcore band. That he was in with uh, some of the dudes from Fall Out Boy uh, back that's in like, the late 90s. I was say, that's how I've heard the name, but I've never listened to any of their yeah. stuff. But it's really good stuff, like just really like Rise Against. Like you can kind of see how the beginning of Rise Against formed, like into Ooh. like from the Killing Tree. Like you can definitely see the evolution, like at least in my opinion, like that or like uh, stuff like Arma, Arma Angelus, because I think. Um, Joe, the bass player, was yep. Norman Angelus for a little bit. I have to check some of that out. I, but... That's really funny because I was listening to Arm Angels today because I was listening to a podcast, actually. Um, I was listening to uh, 100 Words or Less, and he had nothing nowhere on there, and they were talking about all that. And I was like, I'm going to listen to Arm Angelus. And then I there's that video they have where if you listen to it with headphones, it's Arm Angelus last show, and like you can only hear it out of one ear. And I don't know. It's cool. It's like It's cool to see that history. Yeah, that was Fall Out Boys, one of their first shows too. Yeah, you you know exactly. It, it was in Lagrange. You know exactly. Yeah, the video at the skate about. park. At the yep. skate park. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. But I mean, when we close this podcast out, one thing I want everyone to remember is go follow along with Luca. You're gonna want to make sure you know when a show comes by because unfortunately, I missed that show on the 27th at X-ray. But I'll find something. And apparently, if you guys like to eat food. I know a couple of places. Well, there's literally one that's maybe three blocks away from my house. It's Euros, and they also still have custard. Oh, dude. Oh, nice. dude. Yeah. You like Euros, Andy? Yeah, I love Euros. Okay, okay. I, I think we can get down with that. We can get down with that. Don't don't forget the custard afterwards. You got to have custard. custard, custard. I am pretty I'm pretty bad with, with lactose, so I'll probably die. But, I mean, if I get some lactate on me, maybe, maybe I'll be down. Maybe. All right, then everybody else, Andy, will also, be, <laughs> will also eat uh, the custard afterwards as well. I know Felipe will be in on that. He, I'm sure he'll he'll dig that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Perfect. But, but I'll as, definitely get done the Euros. Perfect. But as we bring this podcast to a close, I always like to give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug at the end. So at this moment, Adrian, Andy, the floor is yours. Um, yeah. Uh, follow us at uh, We Are Luca I L. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. Um, we got Instagram. We got Twitter. Our Twitter is a hellhole. So if you if you want to see how fucking awful we are, <laughs> um, th- there's that. Um, we're putting out some new new. I will say just end of September for right now because we don't have a hard date, but it's coming. And uh, yeah. Uh, be safe. Love your friends. Die laughing. Um, 
I don't know, Andy, do you have anything else before I start speaking on my ass? <laughs> um, well, yeah, just follow us on all the things that uh, Adrian said. Everything is we are Luca IL. And I just want to say thank you, Kevin, for yeah, having thank us you on so here. much for having us. And thank you for anybody who's listening uh, to this podcast. Uh, and thank you to all the fans throughout all the years that we've been together, like whether it's coming to a show or just buying a piece of merch or letting us sleep on your floor on tour. I love you so much. If yeah. you've done any of that, I will. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah. Um, so, Kevin, do you have like anything that we that the fans can support you on? Um, like besides obviously like Spotify and like Apple Podcasts, anything? Do you have like a Patreon or like anything that like that goes to support this? Um, honestly, I just subscribe and listen to the podcast. Honestly, I I don't have any sort of Patreon or anything like that. Yo, yo, if you're if you're listening to this and you got this far into hearing us talk and you're not not doing that, you're not subscribing to my boy Kevin here. I swear to God, I swear to God, you're. You're fucking done. You're fucking done, kiddo. I'm just kidding. Support support Kevin. Support this podcast. Oh, yeah, thank you very definitely. much, guys. But now, how about I close this podcast out with three things? First things first. You guys know where to find Luca. They just told you where to find him. But I know some of you guys, you can be a little lazy. You don't want to have to go and search this shit up. You're just going to say, Kevin, put the freaking links in the description of the podcast. YouTube, Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio. Make it as easy as possible so we can just tap and then like it and be, don't we still have to search it up. That's exactly what I'm going to do, motherfucker. So look in the description of the podcast. You find Luca online. Every single thing with their socials, where you can find them on YouTube, where you can buy their merch, find their website to keep in contact with them so that you know when new shows are coming out, when new music is coming out. Spotify, Spotify, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all that shit. Along with my shit as well. So you'll see that after you see find Luca online. They're always first. Band's always first on this one. Second one is this. So, um... Well, not with that uh, twenty show on the 27th, because I'm not going to be around. But the time after that, when you come to Milwaukee, because I always, if I enjoy having a band on the podcast, I always like to make a certain promise. I did pay up with Aaron on this. So, Adrian, you are well aware of this with the first rounds on me thing. However, let's just go get some fucking euros. <laughs> All right. I will. I will we'll take we'll, you literally can you you can get us to do a lot with just food. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> How about yeah, so it's not good for you. You wanna, you wanna rob a bank? I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so no, 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 we can't get booked. <laughs> can't no, get so, so so for you guys, it is not first round is on me, it is Euros on me. Yeah. Let's I do go. Like beer. <laughs> well then, you know, after the show, I probably if I probably I'm gonna be feeling good anyway. So yeah, I mean <laughs> that's I mean, never a problem. Honestly, just if, 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 like if you want to fucking hang euros drinks whatever just hang out with us that's all you know and it will happen cool so as i close this podcast i will not end this by saying goodbye due to the fact that agent this isn't the first time we have met i met you literally a week and a half before we shot this thank you to aaron and sleep waker for making sure i got out to Yo, that show aaron if you're listening to this oh my god i love you honey mm, <laughs> you're so good at bass Ooh, look at you! Mm. <laughs> so I won't also, they haven't they have a new album coming out. So if you don't if you don't support them either, I will I, I won't do anything. I'm making empty threats, but you should. Yeah, I love you, Aaron. Well, I mean, if you guys would if you guys have been paying attention to the podcast, you know I interviewed Aaron in the podcast. You know it came out the day before their album came out. You know I said that that album would make Alan Harrington, Mister Metalcore, on Twitter be like, blow me away and be blown away because it's that good. So, yeah. yeah. So if you haven't checked it out, go check that out as well. Thank you again, Aaron. But 
Yeah, so I can't say goodbye because we've already met before. I'd love to have you guys back on Poxing because this was just an incredible conversation. On top of that, I want to see you guys play live and we got to get Euros, man. We got to get Euros. We got to get Euros. We got to get Euros, guys. So I can't. I will not end this with a goodbye because that's way too final. I've got to end it with this. See you later, guys. See you later. See you later. Ooh, wow, well, folks. That's my interview with Adrian and Andy from the band Luca out of Chicago, Illinois. Again, everything you need to find when it comes to their socials, where to watch their music videos, where to stream their music, where to buy some merch is in the link in the description of the podcast, along with following the Corporate Aggression Podcast, subscribing to it, Spotify Podcast, I Heard Radio. The videos are on YouTube as well. Follow MSW Rocks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please do all that because it helps me out. That's the best way to help me out is make sure you like, subscribe to everything, MSOG Rocks and Corporate Aggression Podcast, along with everything from Luca as well, because this was an incredible conversation. And I really hope that when you guys were listening to it, you really kind of thought about like the two parts, especially when it was like those songs that, you know, just listened to that just like kind of gave you a different perspective on life. When I brought up Kings and Queens by 30 seconds of Mars. And then we did the live show part of it as well. Just really think about how much music has impacted you and how much it has helped you become the person that you want to be today. And if you're not at that point yet, how much music can help you to get to that point with the music that you really connect with. It doesn't have to be rock or metal or anything like that. It's just the music that you're passionate about. And I think that's really what we're trying to get at here, where it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It, it really is a beautiful thing. And I'm not going to lie. I know I've told that story about me on Thanksgiving 2017, a couple of times in the podcast. That was the first time I've told it. And I got kind of emotional on it. A little bit. I was not expecting that to happen today. I'm glad it did. Thank you to Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. Again, 15% off at phoenixfitness.com. Link description of the podcast for you guys to go check that out. On that note, that's going to be free day, guys. Thank you for watching. This is the Core Progression Podcast. Brought to you by MSOC Rocks or Rock Metal Thrive. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I am every single one. It was a big, healthy, and hearty. See you